0: What's up, fam? This is Ayana with some amazing news from Kayla and I. We are joining Dr. Joy Harden Bradford on her book tour for Sisterhood Heals this Thursday, September 28th from 7 to 8 p.m. at Aplom Creative Salon in Chicago. So, Chicago fam, if you guys want to join us, please click the link in our bio to purchase your tickets. See you there. Love you. Bye. Hey, babe. Hey,
1: Kayla. Hi, Ayanna. <laughs> Welcome to Fill in the Blank Podcast. Um
0: I fill in the blank um how y'all doing how y'all doing <laughs> moment of silence for y'all so y'all can answer Shh. <laughs> oh I stopped doing that you did Freak. she only did it for a week I just want to say Kayla does not stay consistent with just about anything even with the cast thing she was like yeah call me cast that lasted
1: for what two weeks I had reasons y'all <laughs> it was Do, too should we? Worse. okay let me explain let me freaking explain okay First of all, I get icked out very easily. huh So I started thinking about a certain somebody I'm not gonna name. Oh. And oh. this certain somebody is known in Chicago. Oh. And this certain somebody goes by a name that is not their name. Oh. And does that give you cringe that they do it? Yes. So you don't want to it do made it. me icked out and I was like, ooh, this oh. is kinda icky. Okay. And then I also started thinking about the fact of like wanting to uh not confuse people that that we have already met. Oh, I see. Like we've done a lot already. Okay. And I've introduced myself for a as, whole year as Kayla Scott for a whole year. Yeah, for a whole year. But we've met some like really yeah. great people right. in the year. So then, if I came out with Ka- who who the fuck is Cass? First of all, we barely knew who Kayla Scott was. Oh
0: no. And now oh, no. you want to talk about
1: Cass? Who the fuck is that?
0: Okay, not you talking to yourself. <laughs>
1: so i had to have a real conversation with happening? myself and i had to look myself in the mirror that's see that's where y'all be going wrong said that's myself, what child myself said, that, self said <laughs> exactly this is where people be going wrong and i'll be trying to tell y'all y'all be, be needed to, to have real conversations with yourself and really look yourself in the mirror and get real it's really the humble yourself humble yourself you know our Who issue do though? you think that no, you are because no, we do it too much we be humbling ourselves we humble too, much. too much. We do we do but this was a good humbling moment because (laughs) i was really beneficial beneficial. it was beneficial and it was right before we were about to do the 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 relaunch Uh and so i was like okay i have to make a decision now okay so i chose okay kayla it is and i'm kayla you are kayla you are and i also just want to embrace who i am because you are kayla yeah, I hated my amazing. name for such a long Why? time. Because everybody on God's green earth- Is named Kayla? Is named Kayla. I actually don't know that many Kaylas. In my elementary school that had no more than 200 kids- Okay, I will say in
0: elementary though, I remember a lot. In middle school, I remember a lot. Then for some strange reason, as I got older, they disappeared.
1: <laughs> they disappeared. That's what I keep hearing. Like, that's crazy. But there was like six of us and okay. the school only had about 200 kids. So for there to be six Kaylas, Okay in a school that small it's guess just like I wow there were. There were it I just had. goes against everything that i feel that i am no, I like originality oozes oh, out of me oh are we okay my shoulder guess how many ayana's there were none
0: there's actually one other one. Really? Yeah. Her but name was. But did they spell it different? Nope. Her, yeah. Her name was spelled with an A. Yeah. That's so, how I normally So see people a spell. So started, people started dif- differentiating. They were like, oh, okay, the gay Ayana and the straight Ayana. Me. I'm the straight. I was the straight Ayana. But then I was gay in high school toward the end. And they were like, okay, uh, uh, the, the Spider-Man. The, <laughs> it's was like, uh, the, uh, the short Ayana. And because <laughs> and, uh, and we were both in band. Uh, and then it was like, okay, the athletic Ayana. <laughs> clearly, that's not me. <laughs> that's clearly me. Not me. Um, so yeah, it was just a lot, man. Anyways, um, Unique what do you want to name your child? Ayana. I want a junior.
1: Oh, that's cool. I feel like it's cool I when know, girls do that. I know a girl. How who's do we a feel about the no, trend? Dead. Ass
0: dead ass. I know a girl who's a junior. I didn't know this was a thing. Her name is Sandy, and her name is literally her mom's name completely out junior. She's oh, literally a junior. That's kind of cool. that's some boss ass shit. It is kind of. Cool. I'm gonna do it. Do I have it, a cool name. You do. I love my name. You do have a cool name. I have a very cool name. That is why I am on the hunt oh. for cool names. Are you already thinking about baby names? Let me show you all my list. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This guy. Okay. Do y'all want to see? No. Are you going to? Okay. Yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> okay. How long have you been compiling this list? For years now.
1: Oh. Um. But I've deleted stuff off of the list because as time has gone on, uh, yeah. my mind has changed. Okay. I feel that. So- so everybody not her really showing the camera here's the list
0: (laughs) Kayla (laughs) Kayla not you scrolling I've never shown you this before Kayla that's insane this is no they all have the definition give it to me (laughs) give it to me Kayla (laughs) Kayla Kayla, there has to be at least a hundred names on this list. I don't think it's a hundred. Okay, there has
1: to be at least fifty names on Maybe this list. Maybe fifty. Yeah. Bro, that's crazy. But I have them categorized between girl and boy names. Not you got your and own. And I have name my favorite. Here. Well, I needed to know what my name meant. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But it's wow. also it, corny. Crown, boo,
0: that's this sucks. is actually really cute. I'm not gonna lie, especially the fact that you have the names and the definition. The meaning, I didn't
1: know Dakota had an actual definition to the name. L- so, there have been a lot of names that I have liked over the years, and I have completely tossed them because they didn't have good meanings. Oh, honestly. Um. There was a. Oh
0: God. There was a. There was a story in the Bible. I can't remember who it was, but someone's name did not mean something good. And mm-hmm. they. Oh, was it Ishmael? Uh, someone had to change their. Because the, that whoever held on to the damn angel or some shit. Someone's mm-hmm. name ended up changing because their name was bad to begin mm. with, and their mom named them after the pain that she felt when she gave birth to them.
1: Dang. Yeah. See, that's rough. I feel like it. So much of. When you name your child, it's the first representation of who you see them as. I agree. So I just think that there should be a lot of intention behind These are the meaning. beautiful. Thank you. I can share some of them. I won't share my favorites because I know how y'all <laughs> like to tussle and steal names. <laughs> so the ones that... Okay, one of the ones I really like that Marcus told me no. Oh. He said it's a dog name.
0: Not a dog. Shiloh?
1: No. Oh. That's actually one of my favorites. Okay. I really love Shiloh. I like that name. Um... It's actually Onyx. Onyx? That's a dog name? That's what Marcus said. (laughs) I felt like it was really cool. What does Onyx mean? It's a black gemstone. Oh, it's just a gemstone, it, but it well, literally, it is a black gemstone. Does but a gemstone there also something? has, there's also more meaning behind oh, okay, the okay. gemstone. Okay, okay, I've tossed it because he he really told me no. He was like, "I'm not doing it." But I also told Marcus one thing that I think that I would love for us to do when we name our kids, mm-hmm. because I think that we're getting a little exotic here with names nowadays, people. I think that we need to pipe down. No, and. I don't want to give my child a very exotic name. I want it to be something that you don't hear often, mm-hmm, but something you can easily pronounce. Right. and something that Ann is isn't too left field, <laughs> right. but for their middle name. Okay. I want to make it something really cool. You don't go crazy. Yes. So it has to be something that means something to the two of us. Okay. So because on our first date, here's a little backstory. On our first date, we listened. Well, No, it wasn't our first date. It was a date when we went downtown. It was the first time that we stayed the night with each other. Okay. There's this song called Get You the Moon. And I was literally in the car crying when I was riding with him because I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I finally have my person. Oh. And, like, I would get him the moon. Oh, Kayla. So I told him that I feel like we should name... Luna. Not Luna. Oh. Literally Moon. Oh. Literally Moon oh, as a middle oh, for name. Oh, the middle name. I love that. Because it's not a name that people would see I all the time. That. But it's meaningful but it's cool, but oh, it doesn't really matter because it's just their gave middle me name. An idea.
0: What? Naming uh, a kid after my brother. Oh. His name was Paul Emmanuel Luna. Oh. I mean he, granted they wouldn't have Luna. Luna as the last name. Luna was his last name. Ah. Yeah.
1: And Luna's actually a popular first name. Which name would you take though from his name?
0: I want Luna for sure in there. Um so maybe I would do I don't, I don't think I want Paul. So maybe I just do Emmanuel
1: Luna. Mm-hmm. That's a nice name. Right. Whatever their last name would be. That's a nice name. Was that a knock? No. Who's It was, was not. Oh. Okay. Well, I think it's actually shot time. Oh.
0: That escalated. Okay. So Kayla wants to take a shot. Uh, this is shocking because Kayla is the one who wants to take a shot. Y'all, I'm stressed out. Oh. The wedding is the week after next. This isn't a good... The fact that you're using alcohol to cope. Do you know what I was talking about? <sighs> Sorry. That's
1: Here we funny. go. She Look, she about to give me the speech look, that she
0: got from my therapist <laughs> telling me I have substance issues. <laughs> She didn't say I have substance issues, but she said she was concerned because we talked about the fact that like I've been so I don't normally I mean, okay, I black out. (laughs) Let me let me preface. I black out easily. I learned this in college, which is why I've learned not to drink that much. Mm -hmm. Um, Alcohol is not for me. I've learned that. However, being married to (laughs) I have to try to be more comfortable with like going out to the clubs, whatever. I started drinking more being in the culture of Chicago. People go out a lot more often. I started drinking more. Um, That's why I don't go. I've out had four people. blackouts this year. Usually I only have one. Four. Yeah. Usually I only have one per year. I've had four this year. That's really rough. And I was talking to my therapist. She was like, okay, when you are blacking out, what's happening? I'm like, either I'm like uh, having to go to an event or like socializing
1: or uh, I'm on vacation. Do you feel nervous? When you drink,
0: when, when you're I drinking,
1: drink. like, are you drinking because you're nervous? I'm drinking to feel normal. So you feel awkward.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. So
1: you drink so that you could be like, woo.
0: Yeah, basically.
1: Here's the real
0: Ayana. Yeah. But not even the real Ayana. Well, I mean, yeah, actually, Yeah. Because if <laughs> I'm in a crowd yeah. of people, I'm not going to be me.
1: I just you feel uncomfortable. Just have to do the first of all. Here's the thing. Coming from somebody who's never blacked out before in my life. That's crazy. I don't know how y'all be blacking I mean, that's out. I good. I don't know how people black out.
0: I black out so easily. I thought it was normal for a long time. No,
1: it's not normal. I think, number one, you need to eat.
0: Okay, I will say
1: that I feel like that's a huge factor because I don't eat consistently and yes. I forget the fact that I don't eat. And that's the problem. If you go out and you, I can see why you black out. If you go out, you have not ate for hours on yeah. end and then you drink excessively, you're going to black happened. out. That's
0: you New know, I thought it was enough time in between but by the time I got there I, it,
1: it had been like too long. I remember when we were in college I would literally rally everybody up like we need to eat, let's go and I would pick something that I knew would like be filling enough to last us mm-hmm. through the night and I would make everybody eat. I watch everybody eat. Did you eat? You made? You, ate? you ate?
0: <laughs> Oh, mama Not Kayla. on my watch. Mama Kayla. So you need to eat. I do. And I really, okay. The water thing. Yeah,
1: in between drinks, my issue is I don't drink enough water in general. Yeah, so you have to really push yourself Look, as you drink some water. water. <laughs> yeah, drink some water before I we think take this, this shot. Is my
0: second glass today.
1: Oh, that's good. Mm. I don't really drink enough water either. I should drink way more than what I do. Yeah, but I try. I bring my water with me doing to good work for a minute, and then I start
0: slacking. I don't, oh, all the traveling! I will say the traveling is throwing me off yeah. my schedule. Yeah, like a lot. Any more trips? Yes. Where are you going? <sighs> Going to North Carolina this weekend. Oh, yeah. For the Drake concert. Oh, yeah. That's going to be fun. It's going
1: to be chaotic. Hi, Anna. It's going to be chaotic. That's going to be fun. (laughs) Me and Anna,
0: usually we have like one other person to tame us, but we don't have that. (laughs) And both of us were trying to prep ourselves. Like, one of us has to be in control, bitch. Like, (laughs) it can't be both of us. And I was like, "Mm
1: -hmm." (laughs) so it's just going to be chaos. You're picking, you're choosing violence.
0: Actually, I'm gonna be calm. I think I just I just blacked out last week. Yeah, I'm, you need. To relax. I need to relax. I'm traumatized. You need to. Relax. I need to relax.
1: Relax. This is why I don't go out. This is why I was no, boring. But that's not what the. That's not what it should be. It's it shouldn't be that I need to avoid going out. It needs to be. I need to moderation. implement moderation. moderation.
0: That's what I was trying
1: to teach. <laughs> Teach, so, and teach you. But that's why I was so like, you know,
0: mm, uh, I recognize it in myself. Yup. And I'm like, I know where you are. Stop doing that. And then yeah. it rubbed off on me
1: again. That's okay. We're going to reel you back in. Reel me
0: back in. It's bruh. okay.
1: I'm going to text you and be like, did you eat? Drink water in between.
0: Okay. One thing alcohol. I will say, Anna will make sure I'm eating. Oh, that's good. She will definitely make that's sure good. I'm eating.
1: So if you eat, I feel like that's a good I'll start. I'll be fine if I eat. Yeah. For fact that's a good start and drink water all right well let's take our shot damn it okay it's just sitting there
0: what did you put in that again what is what's in that ariel poured it ariel what's in it green
1: apple green apple and what jameson jameson put some hair on your chest let's go
0: i don't need no hair on my chest well
1: we're about to get some (laughs) (laughs) that's the title of the episode i I don't need hair on my chest i I need need boobs boobs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh i'm dead okay
0: um what are we cheersing to cheers me cheers to what do you need this week peace oh <gasps> cheers to fuck yeah cheers
1: to peace cheers to peace and stupid ni- sorry no we're not cheersing hey 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 sorry we're not cheersing to them we don't give them the time of day oh. they don't deserve our shots. sorry y'all that was a, a insider yeah. okay okay Cheers. <laughs>
0: uh can i just bring up a topic (laughs) sorry (laughs) can i just bring up a topic Mm -hmm. there's something that i realized about myself i think i brought this up last episode how did i did i bring this up talking about shan and what she said on her podcast about people overlabeling themselves Mm, yes i think you did bring it up actually okay so i'm gonna repeat it um shan uh talked about on her podcast about uh, people kind of taking on certain things as their identity. So people who take on the identity of being emotionally intelligent but you know not everyone's emotionally intelligent all the time. There are moments where you have like you know you're you're lacking maybe you react out of fear or something, something, whatever. Anyways and she says that like you know then you'll call out those people but because they've taken on the identity of being emotionally intelligent they're not open to criticism or like mm-hmm. anything that you have to say because they're like no because I'm emotionally intelligent that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? i do so i ever since i heard that i've been questioning myself of whether i've been like overclaiming certain labels but then also i noticed that in my therapy session she corrects me a lot mm. when it comes down me talking
1: about certain things even when i, I talking, get corrected a lot too in therapy right? see what like things that i say she stops me and, and she'll, she yeah she'll tell me that it's um Like, basically, in essence, kind of what we talked about last week, that I'm not speaking positively to myself. Same. And I don't even realize that it's, like, negative language. Because it sounds like, normal. oh, my God, it sounds normal. So
0: I was talking to a friend today, Mm -hmm. and I was telling, I don't know how we got into this topic, but I said something about, like, me having the the capability of being crazy. He was like, why would you say that? He was like, you're not crazy. I was like, I don't know. In my younger years, I was crazy. He was like, you weren't crazy. You were just lost. I was like, Mm. oh.
1: It's like the language (laughs) where you actually give yourself grace. And I think that that's the thing that they're doing in therapy to the both of us, where we probably uh, put words, label it more so in a harsh way, Mm -hmm. in a demeaning way versus giving it the label of something that allows space for us to continue to heal and grow from the thing.
0: They say that there's actual like research based off of like how the choice of words can simply impact your brain like Mm -hmm. literally your brain and how you experience things and how you experience pain specifically Mm -hmm. so I know there were there was a study where uh doctors used like something caused versus something produced Mm -hmm. and with the something caused like there was a lot of negative association with it and people's healing was slower and like but then with produced like people had a more neutral and or a positive outlook on it Mm -hmm. um there was another one Hold on. I think I actually wrote it down. Yeah, it changes how someone heals from injury. So, like, instead of using, like, normal age... Oh, instead of using, like, degenerate changes, they use, like, normal age changes. Or, like, Mm. instead of using, like, instability, they use, like, needs more strength and control. So, it's, like, a matter of, like, just simply shifting the words that you use. I don't think we realize, like, the power... The
1: power—it's the- so much power between, like, behind your language, and I reflect about that quite often. Especially because we've been talking about it a lot more in terms yeah. of like our self-talk and whatnot. And I know that for me, like, if I have because whenever I think about this type of stuff, I try to pinpoint where did it start. Yeah, like why? But that why one starts it- from like childhood, and it it is very much so that for me, yeah, uh, it's the childhood thing, and it is. The idea of feeling like I have to be like perfect in ways, you know, and so then when I would miss the mark and I would disappoint people, I would beat myself up. Facts. Oh, you're making me think about I'm like, I'm trying to think like, what in my childhood? Like,
0: who did it? Everybody. (laughs) But my mom would, like, call me stupid a lot when I was, like, young, young. Mm. But then, like, growing up when I got to, like, middle school, high school, oh, my God, my cousin was so bad with that. Because, like, she'll ask, and I have severe ADHD, and it was bad then, and I I recognize it now what was going on. But, like, she'd ask me things, and now my immediate response would always be, like, I don't know. And then she'll go, well, what do you know? Like, what do you know? Mm. Stuff like that. That's not nice. No, but I don't think she realized at the time that it wasn't. Yeah. I think she was just always frustrated with me. Like always,
1: <laughs> I think that my my dad, um, did it to me by accident. Mm. I don't think that he meant to. He tried to have like the the like hard on you to make you better thing, like Tough you know how, love. yeah, you know how there are people who get encouraged by people doubting them. Oh, they're like I'm gonna do better because it fires them up, and I'm not. (laughs) I'm not not that type of person. Yeah, Um, and I also don't really do well with like tough love necessarily all the time. I'm gentle. Um, Yeah, I I just need a very gentle type of. So my dad was very tough love, and he Mm. was very just like, first of all, I know that you could do better, so do better. So then when I have moments that I truly felt like I couldn't do better, I would be like, well, dang, like. I can't do better. So right. that means that I'm stupid. Right. So it will kind of start from there. It started just with school. Like school had was this major pain point for yeah. me in my Uh, in my self-talk and how I really felt about myself because when you think about it when we're growing up school is the most important thing I mean that's how I was I was brought up my family would literally tell me you only have one job Mm -hmm. and it's school Mm -hmm. so it would it would be that moment of just like dang like I have one job in a school and I can't even do that right facts facts I actually always did fairly good in school
0: uh, wait no
1: no I but, coasted but it in makes, school I
0: coasted I will say I coasted though but it makes me think about because like I remember when I started making bees in a class and she was like Mm-mm, and she pulled me because I wanted to do cheerleading and stuff because that's how I knew that's the only way I knew I could make friends yeah and I was like finally like finally she's gonna let me do something and then she pulled me out because I started making bees and she was like no because that's not good enough and I'm like mm. bro you know what making me think about, like, Asian parents? Because I hear that's pretty common in Asian cultures.
1: It's not But just, even still, like, they go on to, like, really succeed You know life. what other culture is very present in? Mm. Indian culture. That, too.
0: And I wonder, like, how- What's the difference between, like, those cultures and how those children kind of come up versus, like, black children and how we come up? There's I, don't a, think, I can tell
1: you. I don't think I know we the thrive.
0: Difference. We
1: don't thrive on that. Well- it's because of the fact that they have a different system kind of set into place in terms of their culture mm. and the way that things are communicated to them. So for, for black people, a lot of times it's communicated to children. Like, you know, we need money That's- to like, and kind of like fast, like get a job. Mm. That's how you could provide and how you can contribute versus when it's in And this is traditionally because I don't want to stereotype and say that it's all Indian and Asian, but generally speaking within their cultures, the answer for them is school. So school is heavily emphasized and school is emphasized for big ticket careers. Right. So they emphasize doctors, doctors, lawyers, engineers. No, not lawyers, doctors, engineers and maybe lawyers. But those are the big ones, like mainly engineers and doctors. Now
0: that I'm thinking about it. Kim, well, I think this was, she was also better, but this is around the time that she was kicking me out of the house. But she was like, I mean, I did my job. Like, you're graduating from high school. That's all that I needed you to do. And I was like, Mm hmm. But then you know what I also heard? Like, they'll sit down with their kids and
1: they'll actually, like, do the work with them. Yeah, they have a, that's what I'm, the family structure looks a lot different i feel like in black it's, family structures it's more so like independence like you know what needs to be done so facts, do it facts versus in asian and indian it cultures to be a little
0: bit more support
1: it is it's it's a whole unit it's it's it might be rigid or strict but it's still more support so i have a um i actually have like had students that are from Indian cultures. So I have a co-worker that's Indian mm-hmm. and I've been learning a lot more about like their family dynamics mm-hmm. and whatnot. So there's a student um, and she can't really participate in act- after school activities because mm-hmm. of the fact that her mom is going to have a baby. Oh. And in Indian culture the older sibling helps out when, when mom has right. a baby and right. they don't do anything else like everything is basically cleared oh other than just like helping Mm -hmm. and being of support to that and in school doing well in school and helping parents with babies i'm feeling that shot me too. I was feeling it as soon as we took it.
0: <laughs> it just hit me.
1: Okay, know. let's talk about something else now.
0: Wait, no, 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 because <laughs> I wanted to talk about some of the labels that I realized like I've been... That's what myself. I was going to try to get us back on track, okay, and then so, I forgot because So shot. I've actually been <laughs> thinking about some of the labels that I know that I've been going too much into, especially in this last year of my life. I think I've been feeling like I'm downward spiraling, but I need to stop... I need to stop obsessing about this whole idea of healed and unhealed. I think I need to just adjust to the fact that it's all a journey. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I am healing, but like, it's all a journey. There are going to be times where I regress or moments where I regress. At the end of the day, I'm still extremely self-aware and I
1: am emotionally intelligent. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I am growing. Mm-hmm. Mine is Mine is the idea of being purpose-driven, Hmm. It has been so hard for me because I have dedicated my life what to being purpose driven to being purpose driven. What's the opposite of that? Like what
0: what is it just being happy with where you are?
1: Being happy with where you are like having gratitude in moments of the journey like what the you're glimmers. talking about the glimmers but also um having a mix like <clears throat> I feel like I'm in the position I'm in right now in my career because I was so focused on just like how can I be in purpose the the most possible way that I, I can? And I kind of felt like that I could only really do it by having direct contact of pour, like having a profession of pouring into others. Well,
0: that must be difficult because like for you to even have a job, that's simply a stepping stone for
1: you. But that's the thi- So this is the thing, though. This is the thing. When I went back to school, I went back to school out of being purpose driven, mm-hmm. purpose driven and also feeling as though, and I, I do believe that it was, or cause first of all, I would have never went back to school. I just told y'all I hated school. Yeah. I hated school. I would have never went back, mm-hmm. but I felt like God wanted me to go through that and I got caught up in the the idea of like the purpose of like, oh my gosh, all the people I could help. I always have people tell me like, you're a counselor, you're a natural counselor. And like you went even with that. So because of that, it makes me feel like, oh my gosh, like, well, my purpose is to just be a counselor. But because I get so caught up in the purpose hmm. type of Thing, I end up forgetting that like you can be a counselor in various in fields various ways, yeah. and in various ways. It doesn't have to look like traditionally being a counselor. You could be in other spaces right. where people need that counselor presence right. um, in somebody in the work that they're doing. And so I think that I've thrown out so many qualities and things that I like about myself by chasing this purpose thing. It's crazy because we literally
0: have the exact opposite struggles. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you're very purpose driven and I struggle with per I'm so like present in like just trying to like survive to get to the next thing. Mm-hmm. I think I'm always in like survival or I, I have always been in survival mode. Mm-hmm. That like it's hard for me to even think purpose wise. Mm-hmm. You know they they actually say that's a thing, um like uh Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the black community can't even get to the point of a or even get get higher up the 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 uh pyramid. The pyramid. I was about to say triangle. The pyramid (laughs) the pyramid to even try to reach enlightenment because a lot of us are still like in survival mode where we're thinking about the basic needs of things Mm -hmm. so we haven't even gotten to the point because there's also no like well not at well okay there's more now but like at some point there was no uh economic or no 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 structural things to help us even get there yeah. so um anyways yes the g- complete opposite survival mode you survival mode survival that's the name thing. of
1: the um episode survival mode i switched it from the other thing
0: that's a good thing how do you get out of survival mode
1: <laughs> honestly healing yeah but i how feel like I get here's out? the thing <gasps> you know how i
0: got wait Sorry. let me say something okay. real
1: quick though just <laughs> okay. don't lose it though because i know you'll forget <laughs> okay um I feel like we always say healing, but like, what does that mean? That's what I'm. That's what I was gonna say. What does that? What mean? does that even mean? Okay. Because I feel like the thing about it is, both of us have committed ourselves to being self healers mm-hmm. and being along the journey of healing and all of that stuff. But what about when it gets muddy and you have nothing else to do? Like your healing is kind of being. In survival mode. Do you get what I
0: mean? No. So I know exactly what you mean. I it's easy for me to talk about healing when i'm not in a in a phase of like actively healing or having to actively heal now again like i said last time i'll go through this thing where like i feel like i can handle anything and then something comes my way and i'm like oh no so i realize every time i ha- i get overwhelmed i i my protective mode is to go back into survival mode that's not something i can just easily snap out of that's not something that like just goes away it's something that i have to constantly combat when mm-hmm. i'm feeling overwhelmed or like unsafe or insecure Mm -hmm. um so healing and that's why I say healing isn't just like it's not like a finality thing it's It's like it's a constant journey but I'm I'm thinking back to when did I first start my healing journey and I think I think number one, it took exposure to healthy things. I didn't have exposure to healthy things before. I didn't even know what healthy was. I thought I knew what healthy was, only to realize like I had absolutely no idea. But it literally took one of my relationships where I spent time with him and his family, who is a very considered a very healthy. They have issues, of course, yeah, but they're considered a very healthy family. Yeah. And I was so uncomfortable being around them, mm. like wildly uncomfortable because you hadn't experienced. I hadn't experienced like any that. of that, and I was like, I don't know. It just felt very unfamiliar. Familiar for me,
1: yeah.
0: Um, oh, and it reminds me of the ultimatum. Have you seen the ultimatum? I have. Uh, where someone was talking about um, the the white couple. And they were talking about the fact that like he wasn't, he wasn't you because he grew up in a rough childhood. Mm-hmm. And he was the one who would, when he's what when he was around her family, he would feel wildly uncomfortable and had to adjust to like mm-hmm. being around family and stuff like that. But um even with my parents, uh having to navigate my relationship with my parents, my mom. And my, well, mostly my mom, because she was the mediator. Me and my dad used to butt heads like it was nobody's fucking business. But me and my mom, my mom would always have to, always have to come to me. Every single time I would get in an argument with either of them or there would be tension. She would always come to me, always disable things. She'd sit down. She'd go, Ayana, we are family. Hmm. We may fight, but hmm. we are always going to be here. Hmm. And she would have to repeat this to me repeatedly for years for it to finally click. Like, oh, you guys really aren't going anywhere. Yeah. Um, because I was always in st- every single time we got in an argument, I was like, I'm getting out of here. This is stupid. I don't need to be here. Because that was your shield. Because that was my shield. And yeah. I thought, like, okay, they're gonna leave me. I need to go. Yeah. Like, this is this feels unstable for me because arguments felt unstable for me. Yeah. But then it also took after all of that for me to be in a relationship with someone who hadn't gotten to that point yet and who was extremely avoidant for it to click in my mind. Like, okay now I'm on the other side or getting on the other side now I'm starting to see it and that's when like the self-awareness started to kick in of like where I was versus where they were where I used to be Mm -hmm. um and that's when I started actively working on things and that took years for me to get to the point of like stop acting out and stop like you know being over sexualized or stop like because that was my big issue like I used to be wildly over sexualized in these moments of trauma or like in these moments of just like brokenness yeah um that I would just like go ham Like, literally go ahead. Or, like, there'd be, like, constant drinking or, like... You know, I'd just be wild. Yeah. I mean, granted, I still sometimes do that. But it doesn't last as long. Yeah, it's
1: not as bad as it's it It's not as bad. To I snap stuff out of it. I feel like I see it. little moments pop up for me too things that I recognize where it came from Mm -hmm. I know that like sometimes I'm like in constant desire of connection Mm -hmm. and I feel like that comes from number one being only child and Mm -hmm. having like that loneliness and also I used to do that with my mom all the time too Mm -hmm. and it was so bad I think I was talking to Asia the other day and I was explaining to her how terrible I would act as a child like when my mom used to try to leave the house and go and do things I would literally throw temper tantrums to the point that she would not leave to the point of her not leaving
0: do you think that's where like your past codependence issues came from yes Mm.
1: it's the the codependency number one of like um it's a few things so me and my mom were really tight and i think that her passing away caused me to cling to people but abandonment yeah it's the abandonment but I can't even say that it's fully that. I think that it even started before that because like I said, I was doing that before she passed away. Right. And I think that that might have to do with the separation between my mom and dad and that mm. instability that I had growing up Oh wow! going back and forth. And I don't even. Divorce, then loss of a parent. Yeah. Back
0: to back. And, and then divorce, having to
1: shift and move. Divorce. So this is the order. Divorce. The sickness of your mom before that oh God. before that i'm I'm thinking about the fact that my parents never got along. Right. I never saw my parents on good terms, right. I have one memory of my parents on good terms with each other, actually two mm-hmm. the first being before they got a divorce and the last memory I have of them on good terms is when my mom was literally on her deathbed and my dad came and visited her and was talking with her to give her comfort that he would yeah. take care of me. Yeah. Um but that instability of household and seeing mm. and having that dynamic Ooh, that, where your parents are split and you necessary. know that there are two different things yeah. can cause for especially for me as an only child to not have anybody to necessarily lean on in that situation. I was always mm-hmm. being tossed, you know? So I, I constantly felt either abandoned or thrown. I didn't really feel like you belonged anywhere. Yeah. Like That's And now I that I it, yeah. now that I really think about it, now that I'm thinking about that, I feel like that is where my desire for for roots comes from. How I don't desire to have a life of like no, no being a nomad or anything. Like I truly want to pick where I'm gonna be plant myself and do what I want to from there. Because growing up, I never had that because my mom and dad were separated for years before my mom ever got sick. Yeah. They got a divorce when I was like in kindergarten, first grade, my mom didn't pass until I was in the eighth grade. Yeah. So for seven years I went back and forth between homes. So that's where my desire
0: for marriage came from. Cause like mm -hmm. I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't hold that kind of desire for family with parents, because that's what was so inconsistent for me from going from my bio mom to my cousin who kicked me out to my godparents who i thought would kick me out but turns out them bitches ain't going nowhere love you (laughs) um they're not going anywhere so it's just like from home to home to home and then also on top of that feeling like i really didn't belong anywhere i never feel understood by any of my families and i have a thousand families and i never felt like i belonged anywhere yeah um so i think that's where i was like okay well clearly i can't find that with the families that i already have or with the parental figures that i have so clearly i need to just hope and wait for that in my marriage and whatever Mm -hmm. marriage I may have. So that's why I always idealize marriage and only for me to realize like that bitch, that's dumb. Yeah. (laughs) I think that
1: I did that with the thought process of like, number one, trying to heal what I saw broken in my face with Mm -hmm. my parents getting a, a divorce. And number two, thinking like this is the only way to unconditional love. Right. I never was taught and it was never instilled self love. Like, that was never a thing.
0: You know what I think? This is this is my take on unconditional love. I feel like unconditional love should not exist except for between a parent and a child. I think between two adults, it should absolutely be conditional. Conditional. I think mm, I. I mean, granted, real. I may be jaded. I may be jaded, <laughs> but I think I think I I went into my marriage thinking unconditional love was what I needed to give, and that's what I did give for mm-hmm. a very long time. Only for me to realize, like. A marriage is two people basically in a contract. Yeah. And if one and person's not are holding are up their there are conditions to the, contract. to the contract. If you are not holding up your end, mm-hmm. that's absolutely conditional. Yeah. Contract void, my nigga.
1: Yep. No, that's real. That's so real. And I feel like, you know what? The very thing that is different between my relationship with Marcus versus the ones that I have had previously is that there are conditions. Mm-hmm. I've never had conditions before. I feel like before. boundaries, though, are like, those are, they're healthy. They are healthy, they are healthy. Boundaries are actually healthy. They're healthy when you when two people sit down and they communicate what the boundaries are, and they communicate if the boundaries are not upheld, this is what is going to happen.
0: Boundaries are to keep people in your lives. Yeah. And because to keep otherwise, you safe as and to, well. keep, you safe, to yeah. keep you safe. To keep yeah. you safe, to keep them safe. Yeah. Cause oh, 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 you just unlocked something. Come on. Um, with my most recent relationship-ish thing. Mm-hmm he talked about the fact that like with girls that he didn't like, he had no issues putting up boundaries. But with people that he liked, he said, I I don't put up with boundaries with people that I like. I'm like, that's, that's not good. That's concerning. That's concerning. Yeah. That's, that's where you should be putting up boundaries. Cause how else is this person going to get to know you and know like where to walk and where not to walk? Mm -hmm. Like I need to know where the lines are. It's almost like a
1: fear of people getting too close when you don't, when you don't give them boundaries, because then that means that, you are setting your expectations based upon however they treat you. Yeah. So it's like okay, whatever I get, and then I then then on the opposite end, you have to do the adjusting after they treat you in a way that is not acceptable to how you want to be treated. Yeah. And it should be the other way around that people understand how to treat you so that there there doesn't necessarily need to be an adjustment. Therefore, like. Once you know what the condition is, then Mm -hmm. you uphold the condition or else. Mm -hmm. And that's
0: it man, that's the hard part about boundaries. So number one, it's understanding what's comparable, what's a comparable um, condition to to the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the hard part. And then the other part is upholding a boundary. Because like I told you if this happened, that this would happen, but you did it. And now I got to actually do what
1: I said I would do. And that's the part that's hard That's too. the hard part. <laughs> I think that that's hard just personally for... When you love and you care about somebody and then there's feelings intermixed in that and then you have to uphold the condition that you've set. Like normally you set the condition before all of the feelings and things are there. Mm -hmm. But once they're there, you start to feel like, oh, well, maybe it's like you want to give them grace. But but it's 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 doing a disservice to
0: you and to them because like you're teaching them how to treat you. Yep. It's like they did it once, and what's acceptable, and, what's and acceptable. when you continue
1: to accept and allow and accept and allow, it's not going to necessarily change. It get real gray. It gets gray.
0: It. Ooh, let me tell you. It gets gray. I was living in the black and white movie. <laughs>
1: Girl. It was bad. I was in the dark. Rock bottom. <laughs> it was Rock Bottom. When SpongeBob was, was running through rock bottom trying to get out and he couldn't get the bus, that was me. I was the one where it was like, like the doodle the doodle bob. Uh he raging. That was me. I was like, Lord, what's happening? That's so funny. That's a hard life,
0: man. Um, okay, I have some other labels. Okay. Um that I've given okay, this is like a catch twenty two. Okay. So I have considered myself undisciplined, but then I realize I also have ADHD, mm-hmm. but then sometimes I lean too heavily on the label of ADHD when I am actually being undisciplined. <laughs>
1: so it's like a catch 22. Yeah. Like, how do you hold yourself accountable with but that.
0: also understanding like the way that my mind works and the limitations that can come with that mm-hmm. i think what i really want to do is once i get this diagnosis i keep forgetting i need to contact um and that's your adhd this, right, right, this right there <laughs> i just remember i'm like visualizing the fact that she sent me this whole list of things anyways um fuck
1: i Um, what you really want to do once you get your diagnosis yes once i
0: really want to do when i get my diagnosis is kind of also focused on because adhd um it's uh, adhd literally alters the way that your brain works Mm -hmm. like literally the brain chemistry is just different than the average mind Mm -hmm. um which is why like we we have we get fixed on like dopamine fixes what they call dopamine fixes because where we can easily get uh very low on dopamine and that's where we get like um stuck or like just like well shit that's where i start to claim that i'm depressed when in reality i'm not depressed um and then then we'll get these dopamine fixes through like stupid stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) like uh binging tv or like you know Mm -hmm. stuff like that um or like throwing ourselves into a hobby that only lasts for a week Mm -hmm. like stuff like that um So I want to focus on also the good parts about ADHD. You want to know a fucking gift that what? I have because of my ADHD. Tell Number me. one, usually I can predict human behavior like nobody's fucking business. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this goes into, and I've had this affirmed several times. So I know it's not just me, but this goes into even when I'm watching TV shows and movies, mm-hmm. I can usually predict if it's like a thriller or a mystery. So I can predict what's going to happen within the first two episodes. That's I've done cool. this several times with the, my most recently re-
1: relationship. I want you. And he's
0: had to lie to me twice. And really? both times by the end of the, I told, I looked at his I told you and he was like well what do you want me to do tell you the truth he okay
1: said. i really want you to do this hmm. with the show that i told you about shelter okay on amazon prime okay because i'd be like thrown for a loop okay like every so episode you want me to watch it and then just text
0: you my theories yeah so because they'll i'm, I'm caught up that.
1: okay so if you text me with what you think is gonna happen with me knowing what i know mm-hmm. and if you guess what the heck is going on in this show? I'm going to be mind blown. <laughs> and I'm going to come back and be like, hello, everybody. Ayana has a gift. It's real. She's a psychic. Ayana has a gift.
0: <laughs> She's a, I'm going to watch it then.
1: Well, okay. I was going to say mm-hmm. about the discipline thing. Okay. I have that same issue. Okay. I've always had a very bad relationship with discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, my discipline goes straight into my negative self-talk. <gasps> Sorry, random talk. Okay. My discipline is my well, the lack thereof because you
0: feel gross about yourself. I feel
1: so terrible about myself, and they're shame. And then I feel ashamed. Yeah, and, and then you do nothing. Yeah. Because I feel so bad. Right. But then you'll get a rush
0: of like, I need to do stuff. And then I get
1: up and I get frantic and I get overwhelmed with all the things that I have to do. And then I sit back down and and then you have task paralysis. Forget it. Yes. Yes. That's literally what happens. That's the process that I go through. And I try to make tasks smaller for me. Like, I'm like, okay, well, Kayla, just do you make lists? I do. I try to make lists to help. Sometimes that doesn't help. Sometimes it makes it worse. Oh, seeing the list? Yes, because I'm like, there's so much to do. <laughs> where do I start? You How have do to start I do one? start pri- pri- with <laughs> pri- the priority. What? The
0: priority. The <laughs> priorities. Only write down priority things.
1: Yeah. but a star the, the priority. I think that that's what I need to get better at, because in the moment when I'm doing that, everything feels like a priority. Mm. And that's where I really struggle. I've struggled with this for a very long time. And it's been the, the reason why, like I said, my self-talk is horrible yeah. because, because of the fact that I don't do things that I say that I'm going to do, or if I don't follow through in the time span that I say that I will, How it makes me feel, feel really horrible feel like about a myself. Yes. It's like, wow. I'm a so slob. all the things that people might've said to me about like, me not being competent or all these things, it, it literally seeps into my mind and I don't know how Facts. to fill it up with more positive things When my experiences of not being competent outweigh the times that I actually have done Facts. what I'm supposed to do. Oh, I hear in my head, what do you know? <laughs> what do you know? What do you do? What do you do? Like Girl, like this is pitiful. That's what be- my, this is really bad. Get up. That's what I be thinking. I be like, get up and I be. I
0: don't <laughs> but you okay? So what you should do is start writing down lists, but then also only star three things. Okay, only star that's three a things. Start. You just star three things for that day, and mm-hmm. that's it. And then as soon as you're done, do you have a whiteboard? No, I, I, I need will say one. using that whiteboard has helped a lot. I don't know why. I had a whiteboard. It's something about erasing that stuff. Off.
1: I had a whiteboard. Um before but i still never have gotten this space together how i want to instead just cross it off if seeing it still there gives you anxiety
0: just write a whole nother list and then start more things that's what
1: i have to do i literally have to start a whole nother list the
0: hard part about those lists is that there's always something to do so you'll keep adding (laughs) to it but but the thing is, is you're also continuously subtracting if you're doing your three things okay well goal you have a goal objective
1: what's yours i think that this is good For us, at the end of the episodes, for us to have some type of takeaway of what we seek to do better. Are we going to be consistent with this one? I mean, we'll try our best. (laughs) See, this this is those moments of trying to... (laughs) But also trying to give yourself grace because it's like... We forget. Sometimes we're just human and we forget things. So we're going to try our best. Okay. And Um, if y'all like it and y'all miss us saying it and we forgot, just be like, hey... Can y'all do the the takeaway thing again? And then we'll be like, oh, crap. Yeah, we were doing that. We forgot. Okay. Um, so you're going to try the lists. Mm-hmm. we crossing off. Well, starting three, three things. things. And then I already crossed them off. So I'm going to start three things and try to take the list by like yes, little chunks. Yes.
0: There we go. There we what are you going to do? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to continue work on my self-talk. It's something that I'm trying to continuously correct myself. I will say it's hard, though, when I'm by myself. Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes I don't realize when I'm doing it. Yeah, sometimes I do though. And I but like, you know was, you
1: stupid. know what really helps with the self talk thing mm. and <laughs> but this is the hard part mm. increasing increasing experiences of competence so that which is why you feel better about. I will
0: say it's easy so. I will say okay. I say that a lot. I will say, uh-huh. <laughs> ew. <laughs> so when I get up in the morning and I read my affirmations, yeah. So I used to think that affirmations bullshit because mm. I was talking to someone else today and they were like, "Yeah, no, that's bull." So it, he, the affirmations are so trendy, and I'm like, I see why though, yeah. because when you're getting and you're reminding, it's a daily reminder. These are the things that I will do for myself. Because one of mine is like, today I will f- do something, some act that promotes self healing for myself, and then mm. there's a list of things it said like reading prayer meditation eating healthy or exercising and I'm mm-hmm. like I can do one of those four things yeah. that's fine I even started journaling oh
1: Writing journal That's my favorite
0: Like I haven't written journal In a long time That's my favorite I haven't even done My video journals In a very long time I will say I think God was pushing me To journal Because I I happened First of all This week has been Really hard for me Mm -hmm. And then I happened to Well this weekend Or last week Was really hard for me And then I stumbled on A notebook Because I was looking To write notes And I opened it And I was like Why is there only one entry And I was like Is this my journal And I realized I had The the last time I had written Was a day after after my birthday and that was the only entry i had ever put in there and so then i wrote another one so i put it next to my bed so every morning now i'm gonna start journaling or not every morning but every time like i need to i will that so maybe a couple times a week that makes sense anyway so yes um self-talk affirmations journaling
1: i will say also (laughs) i realized that that's another reason why i have to switch my career path Hmm. because i can't set the tone for my day in the career field I'm in, because hmm. I get Wait, to work not? and chaos ensues. Oh,
0: immediately! Maybe you put affirmations in your car it right doesn't before. Doesn't
1: matter you- <laughs> because let me tell you something. Nothing can prepare. Like I, I really appreciate it when before I became a full time counselor, when I used to work as a peer professional. Mm-hmm. See, it's. The, this is the reason why they say appreciate different phases will. because there are little things in all the phases. That's when my self-care was the best because I would sit every morning and mm-hmm. I would take out like 45 minutes to journal mm. in the morning and kind of like get myself on a on a good page. And I started trying to do that at my job now. You probably can't. It's too early in the morning. It's not about the time of the day. It's about when I get to school, there are kids literally coming in. Well, that's why you have to do it
0: before you go to work.
1: I yeah, and that's the part and that's why it's whether, too early. Well, that's yes. what I mean. Maybe
0: you maybe you should do something, at least something before the start of your day. And that's I why I say like the affirmations are quick and easy. <laughs> if you just write some affirmations on a sticky note, put them on your glove compartment mm-hmm. and then read them right before you walk in. You may not have time to Damn Asia you good Yo esophagus Yo poor esophagus It's that Dunkin Donuts uh, That diarrhea okay. coffee Not
1: diarrhea coffee <laughs> That's what that is It's diarrhea
0: in a cup Um <laughs> But read out the affirmations and then go into work. I that'll at least give you some form of something. I've been and then journal at night. Yeah. Because you'll have more to say at
1: night anyways. Look, I got a lot to say after my days. See, that's what I mean. I try I've been trying to implement little things, but I think that I just can't get over first thing in the morning dealing with such heavy mm-hmm. emotional, I think that's the problem for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's just too heavy. Yeah. It's, it's different if it's just like, Oh, like I was telling my grandma today, like it's not that I'm physically tired, but like it's emotionally mentally draining. and emotionally I'm done for. Which makes you physically tired. Yes. Yeah. And so that's why I have to, I can't, I can't do this. I can't, I can't. like, I'm gonna, I'm going to stick it out. <laughs> for the year? Well, then you need to find a solution oh, to help you because
0: if you're actually going to stick this out. I listen
1: to Cleo Soul in the morning and she makes me feel really great until I, I go into you. work.
0: Oh my god. And then as okay. soon as
1: I step in and I sit down at my you desk, You need to look for the glimmers at work. I do. So, I have a plug in, a Glade plug in. And when I walk in, I made my room smell like fall. So I'm like, ooh, it smells like pumpkin. Okay, that's one glimmer. And then I have my little string lights up. And then I, I put on Cleo Soul when I get in my room. I'm like, I have to have something in here so i put on either like all the cleo soul tiny desk like i literally be really trying oh, on, so desk. the second half of my day is normally a lot better but it's that first thing in the morning rush that is just because all the kids are coming in and stuff they're coming in their mom pissed them off um, sibling pissed them off stuff that, happened. i like that they're leaning on you though
0: It's great <laughs>
1: Kayla. That's what I'm there for.
0: Kayla. That's what I'm here
1: for. No, stop it. It's gonna get real ugly. Oh no. Okay, well, guys. Okay. Thank you guys for tuning in to another week of Fill in the Blank Podcast. We love you guys so much. I love you. Um, you can find us on TikTok at fill in the blank pod. You could find our lovely visuals on YouTube. If you want to see how long my uh list of baby names were, go check it out. How long as hell. Um yeah, that's fill in the blank podcast on YouTube. And then on Instagram, we are fill in the blank underscore. My name on Instagram is at as told by dot Kayla and Ayana is Ayana dot <laughs> We love you guys and we are done for. So goodbye. Goodbye. That's all folks.